Just nine miles east of central London, Barking and Dagenham Giving are trying something that has never been done before. Their Grow Fund, England's first community-led investment fund, is backing community enterprises that will make a commercial and social impact in the borough of Barking and Dagenham. So, what makes this fund so special? Well, it was the local residents who decided how the fund was managed and invested. So join me as I speak to the business owners, the decision makers and the charity at the helm about what happened next. I'm LV Matty. Welcome to Nine Miles East, a podcast about a financial first. If you want to know what a community needs, who better to ask than the residents? The people who live, work and run businesses in a local area understand those needs on a completely different level. So when Barkin and Dagenham Giving were putting together a community steering group to make decisions about local funding, including the Grow Fund, those were the people they wanted on board. The final group consisted of 12 women. These women are business owners, mothers from different cultures and backgrounds, but all with deep roots in the community. They all had training to learn about the needs of their area, social investment and group decision-making. To hear more about it, here's Wunmi Oyewole, who was part of it. Wunmi highlights some of her career background in local government. And my background was in local government, where I worked for 11 years or so. I also worked in the probation service as a secretary. So actually, I've, I've, I've done a lot of stuff around business, of course, secretarial work, but the, the key thing as the key thing for me is that knowing that as a junior local government officer, I can make changes. So I served in local government for 11 years. Years of government work have made Wumi a great organiser with a knack for seamless project management. But how does she bring people and processes together? So I'm very much into planning, organising. And actually my friends, my, one of my friends called me a master organiser. Because I like things done correctly. I like, I like I put things together. I just have the bandwidth to be able to bring resources and people together. Wunmi's role in the local community steering group works individually and collectively. What she loves most about the CSG is the focus on empowering the community to make decisions. The community steering group are actually residents in, in Barking who wanted to be involved in what Barking and Dagenham giving were doing in terms of us coming up with this endowment fund that they had. So they put an advert out and then they wanted to bring in people, I would say like me, residents who have lived in the borough, people that have an affiliation to the borough, to come and decide and how the fund, this endowment fund will be invested. The inspiration for Wunmi to apply for the CSG was sparked long before she filled out the application form. Wunmi shares how someone close to her sowed the seed of charity in her life. One of my core values is about contribution, and I got that from my mom. My mom is a giver. You know, like those African women that they will give. My mom showed me and my siblings how to give, and I do it in my own way by becoming involved in things, and I give my time. There was also something around participation that Bidi Giving was promoting that will come on the table and it will be a, it will be like a participatory kind of model to decide on the endowment form. So everybody, everybody's voices are heard. My voice is heard 
and my colleague's voice uh, voice is also heard. And I also wanted to make a difference. I believe that if you're in an area, whether locally, nationally, or globally, you can make a small difference. And that was my that is my mindset till today. I wanted to be involved with something that was new, you know, pioneering. I've never been an investor before. This was a chance, an opportunity for me to become an investor, or I would say a social impact investor, or an, a, a learning investor, an aspiring investor. A lot of things were, were in the mix for me why I got involved in uh, becoming a, a CSG, or what you call the Community Steering Group member. Our role was to be trained, because learning was part of it, it was a key, key chunk of what we were coming on board to do was to be trained to know how to logically and intelligently be able to invest the endowment of funds or some of the money that BD giving had. So that was a key role. I also stepped up to get into communication. So they wanted people to record videos about what we we're doing. And I wanted, I wanted to be involved in communication. So my role now was also that I got involved in some communication elements of being a steering group member. So I did a video and if you go on to Back and Dagenham Givens page, I suppose maybe their Facebook page, you might see me talking about some things about investment, you know. So that, that was, those, those were my two roles, I would say. It's our role and my role, yeah. When me shares more about the wonderful world of cultural connectivity, what he entails and her role in the community steering group. Back and Dagenham had this program called Creative Backing and Dagenham, which was run through Studio 3 Arts. Within that program, they were now bringing on what you people that you, they called cultural connectors. And that is people that are in living, residents in the borough who want to connect people to what is happening, the arts provision in the borough. Creative Backing and Dagenham was a program uh, around arts participation, around making people to be aware of what's happening creatively in the in the borough. And on the back of that program, they had the Cultural Connector campaign. So anybody that wanted to volunteer their time or wanted to volunteer their resources or wanted to get involved in that cultural provision, many of our the cultural connectors went on to get work eventually, you know, in the in the arts participation space. Well, I, I kind of didn't, but what I've done is that lose all my experiences now, moving it on, I've visited to found my own organization called Radio Ambitions. Having that element of curiosity is one of my also core values. So they brought them on to kind of, you know, help us shape the policy. We had an investment policy that we had to shape. And then we also had to learn about all the things you talk about when you talk about investment. So you talk about liquidity. Cross Society was on a journey with us, really, and giving us all the, I would say, all those tips and tools that you would require to be able to make sound investment, but or come to a place where you feel capable to make that investment. Wunmi is a staunch believer in the four key pillars of investment. What are these pillars that she often talks about? I'll let her share more. The four key pillars, again, they are liquidity, when you're talking about how fast can you get your cash, your money. You know, if you put money into an investment and you can't get it for um, two years, that means you can't get your cash caught. The liquidity is not, it's actually quite long. You can't get your money quickly. So we talk about liquidity, then you talk about impact. What impact do you want it to make? Long-term impact, short-term impact, 
medium-term impact. You can't measure impact in one certain way. How we see impact varies. But you want there to be an outcome from the investment. You want there to be some key things that you can see from the money you've put in into either people or into the fund. And you want it to make an impact that is far-reaching. And then the other thing is you look at risk. With any kind of investment, there's always going to be an element of risk. But that risk can be low, it can be middle, or can be high. So if you want to have a lot of, uh, if you want a high, uh, high interest rates, uh, you know, a high interest rate on your money, it's obviously going to have a high risk because you're putting the money in, but you know that you, you can have a lot more coming out of that money, but the risk will be high. The last thing was return. What is the return on your investment? So if you put in five grand into an endowment fund, what do you want to have, I say, down the line, six years down the line? So what would be the return of the investment? So that's the fourth pillar when you're looking at it in a holistic way. Barkin and Dagenham have community at the heart of everything that people do. The CSG is the same. Wunmi breaks down how Beating Giving wanted to bring people to the table, amplify their voices and highlight their contributions. That's quite key in that they wanted to use this approach of bringing residents on board to come and have a voice on the table using a method that is also not very well, very well used locally, a participation kind of model where the voices are equal. So you put your voice on the table, we put our voice on the table and we all make decisions together. And you're going to disagree. It's not an easy tool, but I think that comes out of really giving one to be at the forefront of doing things that are innovative. Winnie explains why it was important for the CSG to rely on lived experience of local residents instead of self-proclaimed experts. For me, where, where better else than to get involved? Where I live locally? I have a, a, what you might call an influential mindset. Be the influencer. And I'm not talking about Instagram influence here. I'm not talking about all of that. I'm talking about be the person of color to be in the room. And I must say that. But why don't we think about if I'm in the room, I should be the one making the decision about how other people should get that money, which is why I've been so involved in the lot of things that I do. Wanting to always be the decision maker, the one that gives out the money, even though I might not get it, rather than be the one that receives it. Learn to be the one that gives it out. Learn to be the one that shapes it. Learn to be the one that leads it. Because when you lead something, you learn from it. And then you also know what not to do for your own self. When you're looking for, if I was looking for funding for my own organization, I know what is required. A lot of learning takes place. So it's, for me, it's a mindset. The name Grow Fund continues the theme of collaboration. Winnie shares how a group of residents and peers put their heads together at a local cafe to brainstorm ideas and how they came up with the acronym for GROW. And we were just doing some brainstorming ideas and they were asking us, really giving us agitating asking us, what do you want to call the fund? So from that, that's how the GROW fund was was bad. We had a range of options. There are a lot of great ideas from the brainstorming session, but only one name can be picked. Democracy won the day. And there was a vote to decide on the new fund's name. And then the Growth Fund was the one that stood out the most as a winner. The GROW in GROW Fund is an acronym. G is for GROW. R is for REACH. O is for Opportunity. W is for Wealth. It says what it does on the table. You know, we want, people, we want the 
people that get this fund to grow. We want the fund to be far-reaching, to reach people that we think needs it. So we wanted it to be an opportunity fund. We wanted people to prosper from being having this investment put into their company, also to bring it to bear, to prosper in Bakken and Dagenham, to long-term prosperity was a key aim of ours. There are many moving parts to the growth fund and various criteria must be met. Wunmi and her CSG colleagues relied heavily on the Borough Manifesto. What is the Borough Manifesto and how did it help to shape the vision for the growth fund? The Borough Manifesto is a, do is a document by a Bakken and Dagenham Council where they've articulated their vision for Bakken and Dagenham for, I think, to the year 2037. And they have some key priorities in that document. And so we, when we're shaping both the endowment fund and, I would say, the investment fund and the growth fund. So when they think about employment, what are the outcomes they want to, that the council wants to attain for employment or for, for crime and safety, for um, the environment, recycling? for health and well-being, they have some key indicators in the, in the document. And we called, we called the, when we were shaping it, I mean, we call it the bull's eye. What, what, is, what are the key things we want to see our investment target? But at some point, sometimes you have to come away and say, okay, how do we measure it against other things that we see that people need? Because you can't just use one document to be the be all and in all of, of um, shaping the fund. So, we use the Borough Manifest to actually to kind of be a framework for us to decide on our priorities for our investment fund, both for the growth fund locally and also for the main endowment, which is the main investment fund we were making at the time. We, as the community group members are decided on a, a range of criteria in, a, in agreement with BD giving that we want to see people uh, who are going to actually apply have. So for instance, one of them to at least be doing, uh, running the organization for about 12 months or yes, that, was, that was key. So they were, they were well connected to Bakken and Dagenham and BD giving with, with their support and obviously with their leadership we were able to use that. We came up with the, we came up with the criteria and really giving shape properly. And in fact, part of that was this, the Growth Fund launch. I actually remember speaking about participation, you know, and telling people that they need to apply. They need to apply. Anybody can apply for the growth fund and we had so many organizations apply. I think if I'm if I can remember, 100 applicants applied for the growth fund. That is amazing. So we we shaped it with with some array of criteria and and we decided we we use some tools to decide on who how we'll select the final eight. There were a large amount of applicants for the growth fund. Considering this is the first launch year the interest has been incredible. Wilmy shares more about what BD Given had to consider during the selection process. BD Given did a pre-selection of the candidates because having looked at those who applied and following the criteria that was set, BD Given themselves did a pre-selection and then they whittled it down to a, to a chunky size that we, we as uh, steering group members could actually really manage. It's a lot of work. 
It involved a lot of reading before we finally got to the final eight. Following me, the selection process wasn't straightforward, but it was fair. I felt it was fair enough because you, you could take so long trying to look at this and look at that. At some point, you have to make a key decision on who gets the fund. And that's what matters. When we an ambassador for BD Giving, what does that mean? What does that entail? She shares her reasons for taking up the title and why she endeavours to make the most of the talent around her. We've done so much with BD Giving. I think they were thinking this may not be the right way to invest in a talent and then let the talent go. Some selling group members may want to do deep, high-level work with BD Giving over a period of time. And some people, uh, some of us, you know, who are members may want to do, do wider work with BD Giving and is promote the aims of BD Giving and promote their, essentially their participation kind of model, promote about the, how to invest locally, how to do community investments locally in a borough, because I think we're very pioneering in, in this regard. So they came up with a deeper, wider work. And I signed up for the wider work, which meant that I would, at some point, becoming like an ambassador, promoting the work of BD giving. So I might, if they have things that where they want speakers to talk about participation or the participation model, or to talk about social impact investing, to talk about how you can invest for good or community investing, I, I would be one of their speakers to do so or becomes uh, one of their main ambassadors, promoting their work widely beyond Barking and Dagenham into maybe nationally or maybe other boroughs that might want to hear about this kind of model. As a proud resident of Barking and Dagenham, Winmi shares what she loves most about the place where she dwells. We have the visual, we're wanting to thrive. There's so much talent. So many people wanting to go places with their own organization or and sometimes even now collaborating. You know, a lot of collaboration is going on here. And it's actually a bubbling place, you know. So people tell me, you have so you have so much in your borough. And we must never take that for granted, you know. I've not seen many BD givings like this outside of BD back in Andagenam, which is why we are pioneering this. The, the, this is a borough that is forward thinking, I would say, and that's why I love where I live. In the next few episodes, we'll get to know some of the amazing businesses chosen by the Community Steering Group to receive £25,000 each from the Grow Fund. With businesses ranging from a cooperative cafe, an environmental education programme and soft drink producers to bespoke counselling for refugees and immigrants, cultural event producers and sustainable fashion upcycling. Stay tuned to hear more about how this pioneering fund is changing the way people interact with their communities and is making Barkin and Dagenham a much more exciting place for entrepreneurs and business leaders alike. This episode of Nine Miles East was produced by Chris Mitchell, Cass Denton, and also Hannah Varrell, courtesy of the Feast Collective. Additional editing was done by Engin Hassan, and sound design was by Chris Mitchell. The podcast concept came from Louise Kavanagh at Purposeful Marketing. If you like what you've heard, feel free to leave a rating or a comment and tell all your friends about us. This podcast is brought to you by Barking and Dagenham Giving. To learn more about the Grow Fund, 
and other things happening with BD Giving, please visit bdgiving.org.uk.